the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hello, it is the Mess It Up Podcast, and you have found us once again. I am the Bowtie Guy, and it is my pleasure to be here for you and with you. And today, we've got a return guest. Uh, this was a person that was on the show a few shows ago, and also, you probably remember from last week, uh, my friend Giselle is back on. Go ahead and say hello to the folks, Giselle. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't know how to do that. Now, I've, I've made Giselle into like my trained monkey or something like that, and that's just not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, anyhow, we are here uh, doing the podcast. It is show number 94, and our word of the week this week is confab. And a confab is like a private conversation. And I was thinking to myself, this is kind of like a little private conversation that Giselle and I are having, but we're letting everybody else listen in on it. Um, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, if you are one of those uh, eavesdropper type people, uh, you can check out on YouTube. I used to do a show called Jesus in Java, and that was the whole premise of the show was you're in a coffee shop and you're overhearing somebody talk uh, about Jesus in a coffee shop. So it's just uh, Jesus and Java. So check out the Jesus and Java show on um, YouTube. Let me know what you think. And um, uh, at some point, I have I have designs of bringing it back, but I'm just not sure. I want you to bring back Driving the Point Home. You like Driving the I Point Home? I liked it. <laughs> did, you, did you go back and watch all seven episodes? No. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but I used to do a show on YouTube also called Driving the Point Home, and I would take my GoPro and I'd put it in the window of my uh, car, and when I would drive home from the church where I worked, it was about a mile and a half drive, I would talk about one thing, and it was Driving the Point Home, and I would stop when I hit my driveway, and it was... Um, it was interesting. Uh, so anyhow, you can check that out on YouTube as well if you so uh, desire. Uh, but anyhow, CONFAB is our word of the week, so use that as you can, and uh, that'll be outstanding. And I'm doing something a little bit different this week because uh, I've decided to put all of the messages and stuff at the end so you don't have to listen to it. Uh, that was a suggestion that I had from some listeners. So thank you listeners for sending emails in. I love that. Uh, get a hold of me and let me know what's going on so we can make the show better for you uh, all the time. But uh, what Giselle and I are going to talk about today, and she keeps on inhaling. Uh, am, I, am I cutting you off? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, what we're doing, and it's really tricky. Giselle and I uh, work together, as you know from listening to last week, with um, Celebrate Recovery. And so... We try to practice small group guidelines, and I try to practice small group guidelines in life. Uh, my wife and I try to do that when we're having discussions and implement that so nobody interrupts and you're listening and keeping your stuff short. Uh, so I'm listening, watching her, and I'm, I just watch her eyes and I watch her breathing to see like, okay, she's starting to say something and I just keep on trucking. <laughs> so, uh, you know, got to get myself into a different mindset here. But I was thinking about the fact that we just started our new cycle with Celebrate Recovery. And uh, I taught lesson one two weeks ago, and then uh, yesterday Giselle taught, uh, or not yesterday, I guess it was yesterday, I'm all messed up with my days, but this week we taught lesson two, which was um, powerless. powerless. Yeah, and so we're at the beginning of that cycle, and this is Giselle's third cycle through, the beginning of her third cycle on, on Celebrate Recovery, and it's my 
16, 17, 18, somewhere in there. I, I have a hard time with the math. But it's more than 15 and less than 20 uh, time going through. And so trying to keep it fresh and inspiring and um, pertinent, I guess, in my life is um, a challenge for me that I look at each year. And, and I notice as I go through ministry with this, you know, you'll have people and then when you start the next cycle over, people start to fade off. It's like, okay, I've heard this and they feel like they've done it. I've, I've, I've done that class. I, I don't need to do that class anymore. So I'll go do something else mm -hmm. on Friday night. Um, so that's what I wanted to talk today about is just keeping your recovery fresh and staying on top of it and actively working those steps. So uh, that's where I'm going to kind of throw it out. And did you have any thoughts about that, Giselle? I mean, you're a repeat customer, yeah. but you're on the new end of the scale compared to old fart like me, uh, which I think, by the way, that's the first time <laughs> the word fart has been used on the podcast. Does it need to be censored? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. No, yeah, definitely. Like, I think the first time I went through my steps, it was like, okay, I should be cured after this, right? Like, everything's going to be perfect. And I realized... Like, I was in the last couple of weeks of step studies, and I was like, geez, I can't leave for next year because I'm still screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny hearing new people. They're like, oh, I know I struggle with this and that, and I can't wait for the end of this journey. And I'm like, girlfriend, you're going to be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... Um gosh, you said something that triggered something in my head and then my screen went off on my computer so I turned it back on and I just lost it. I totally squirreled myself. Um, do you want to repeat everything you just said? Or uh, <laughs> I think that idea of, like you said, working your, your steps and being, you know, like I should be cured now. It's like mm -hmm. the thing I noticed is when I first came to Celebrate Recovery, the wide-eyed light bulbs everywhere, jaw dropping changes that were happening in my life were just stacked. And I remember when I first started doing prison ministry, coming home every time I'd hit that parking lot and I had to call someone and just talk about how excited I was. And today I was sitting in, in the prison and I was thinking to myself, I was looking at my clock thinking, okay, I need to get going. And it wasn't as exciting. The newness had worn off. And, um, I think recovery can be like that. It can be like going to the gym. Uh, when I was in college, this was a long time ago. Um, you want to know how, just a quick aside here. I'll try to remember where I was going, but we have squirrel I, syndrome yes, today. It, we are not a great couple of, uh, podcasters for not going on rabbit trails and squirrel chasing because Giselle and I can definitely chase some squirrels. Um, but when I started going to college, Everybody didn't have a computer. Uh, most people did not have a computer. It's like a requirement now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's how long it's been. Uh, but one of the classes I took in uh, the beginning of my college career was a weightlifting class. And I remember going and you go and the first couple times you go and lift weights, you all of a sudden your muscles just spring out. It's like, whoa, I'm going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger in you know, a couple of months. And then after that, it's like slow, 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 or, or going on a diet and you lose that first five, 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, I can lose 50 pounds in a week. 
and then you don't. You start losing like half a pound a week, or yeah. And and to keep up with it at that point, when you don't have that excitement of new, mm-hmm. is is what one of my challenges is. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like last year, it was just kind of like, okay, go to Friday, go to step study, be home with my family. But then for me, like at the end of the year, like Angel Tree, when we did Angel Tree, it was like, whoa, like we did this because we were affecting people in a positive way. It kind of lit another fire. So I think just having those, I guess that's why we do step 12, like giving back and seeing other people, um, be affected by our recovery in a positive way. So. Yeah, it's uh, that's so true. And uh, one of the things that I try to do is I try to uh, record those successes and good stories so that way when I'm feeling unsuccessful or feeling a little bit down or negative, I can break that out and look at it. That's one of the things in my toolbox is like, you know, this list of good things. And, and one of the things I carry is a coin that was given to me a guy that said, you know, your, this, this group changed my life. And so he gave me a, a battle coin that he had carried with mm-hmm. him. And when I'm feeling down, I just put my hand in my pocket and I feel like when I think, okay, one person was changed because I showed up on a Friday night and it wasn't anything necessarily that I did. It was God, but I was just yeah. being obedient to that call. And, and that's exciting. And then I get excited by things like when Giselle was talking. So she, you know, said, oh, and that's why we do step 12. And I'm like, oh, that's so exciting because, you know, I'm like, like grandpa CR at the church that, you know, it's just been, you know, Bev and I started it and to see people catch it and get it and then apply it. It just, my heart just leapt when you said that I was just like having a super proud dad moment out there. So I thought uh, you were going to be proud of that angel tree because I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I didn't even want to be there that day. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny that, um, you know, we have those, I have, try to use good small group guidelines and make I <laughs> statements. I have those moments where I just, I'm not feeling it. Just don't want to feel it. And, and I don't want you to try to make me feel it, mm-hmm. you know? And... It's good when I do. And and then sometimes I go through seasons where I get, I, I'm, I'm codependent. I need people to be happy. And so I like bend over backwards to try to make them happy and do stuff. And then I think to myself, okay, well, um, why am I trying to make this person happy? And, 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 and at what point is that? Why am I chasing this goat? I'm okay chasing the sheep and going after that lost sheep, but, but goats go running up and down the hill and, and you wind up just getting into a place where you don't belong and dying because you're chasing a goat. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it is exciting when you, when you get that yeah. feeling of coming back. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm looking at my, <laughs> my computer did it again. I didn't do the, the right thing. I've got a uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Now I got it fixed. Perfect. All right. It won't happen to me again. I'll be, I'll be with you guys. This is so awkward for the people listening right now. The squirrel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, I think there should be a new rule. And when Giselle and I do the podcast, it should be video, uh, for, for Patreon members, uh, can get video because I really think that we're very entertaining. 
Uh, Always. At least to myself. Uh, I don't know if anybody else would be entertained by it, but but I get a kick out of it. So. I'll just have like an awkward smile paste on my face though, because when I'm awkward, I smile. Do you? Yeah. And why is that? Is that a defense mechanism? Uh, is that uh, something that is um, a, a denial tool, or, or what? What's the smile? And why are you is that off me topic? I don't know. I kind of just. Uh, I guess I don't know. Let me see. I don't know. That's a good question. I think you'll find that most of my questions are good. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Arguably. Yeah. Ar arguably. Arguably. Ar yes. Arguably. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this little confab down a different trail here because um, I'm looking at the time and I'm thinking this is a good time. We don't want to give them another 50 minute show like we did last time. Um, but this is a good time for us to jump into our, our song of the week. And here's the exciting thing about the song of the week. Song of the Week was uh, sent in by uh, Brendan, who was on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, talking about fraternities. And so listener Brendan in Chico sent us this song, which is Cody Carnes, and it's called Run to the Father. And Giselle and I are both, this is a new song to us, we think. We haven't yeah. listened to it, and I decided we would just, you know, kind of hit it, let us hit it, let it hit us fresh, so you'd get a good... Um, honest reaction for it. So we're going to play a little bit of it for you right now, and we will be back after the break. Uh, but for right now, this is the song uh, Run to the Father by Cody Carnes, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. your invitation To let it all go Yeah, I see it now I'm laying it down And I know Is a really powerful song and I had not heard it. Giselle had heard it, it turns out, um, but uh, we listened to different radio stations and um, <laughs> so I had not heard it, but man, I was really taken with it. But it was interesting as we were listening to it, I heard Giselle say something is like, then when we, we stopped to say, well, what are we going to be talking about? She said the same thing that she had mentioned and I was like, so I'm going to let you tell them what, what, what stood out on this song for you. Um, every time I listen to it, it, it's always, my heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So I'll run to the father again. Well, um, I think that's the three lines that stick out to me. But, 
um, what I was thinking was, I don't know why that's not, that part sticks out to me. Am I confusing you? No. Because huh? your no. face is like... No, I'm intrigued. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, um, my heart needs a surgeon. Like, I see it as just like an organ. Like, that's why it needs a doctor where your soul needs a friend. Your soul is more intimate and, um, what was I saying? Thinking of my brain is more intimate. So you don't need a doctor for your soul. You need a friend. You need a father. So I'll run to the father. I don't know. I just, it's a different way. I see like, I guess the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. and how it interacts with us. Yeah. Yeah. And for people who have been listening to the show for, you know, this is their 93rd show, whatever, they kind of know that I tend to lean into those lyrics. Like again, I, I, anytime I see again, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is me again. And then he's and again, oh, and again, and again, and again. Oh, 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 again, and again, and again. And it's like, yes, that is so mm-hmm. me that, that need for over and over and over and over because I'll, I'll trip, I'll fall, I'll, I'll have a, a, a slip up or I'll lose momentum or I won't quite have my, uh, my strength about me for doing what I want to do. And so I need to do that again and again and again and just keep coming back. And God has that patience to allow that for me. And then, you know, as soon as Giselle said the surgeon thing, I'm looking at the line and, and I said, Oh, my soul needs a friend. I'm like, Oh, I always need a friend right now. Um, my wife is, is gone to uh, Tennessee visiting family. And so I'm home alone and I, I don't do that well. And so thankfully I've got people who surround me and secretly, you know, well, not secretly, I've said this to her before. It seems like my wife is the nicest one and that, you know, everybody loves my wife. But the funny thing is, is people don't invite us over for dinner until she leaves town. And then I get all the invites. Some people say it's because I don't do alone well and they want to take care of me. But I'm just wondering if people just don't like to spend time with listener Bev from California, which I can't fathom, but there is evidence to suggest it. But anyhow, I need that friend. And, and it's, you know, I love that idea that my soul has a friend in Christ, in Jesus. And, and that's just fabulous. That was a great song. So thank you, uh, uh, Brendan, for uh, suggesting mm-hmm. that song. This was was really super good. Do you have anything else on it? No. Um, I don't know. It's just a very interesting way for someone to put our relationship with Christ. And I like it. And when you were talking about that being gone, I just thought of um, Andrew and I talking about getting ice cream. And you're like, um, so I heard you guys are going to get ice cream. <laughs> and that was the first time I was like, wow, Paul really doesn't like being alone. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I'll, I'll, I won't tell you, but I'll let you guys guess where I'm having dinner tonight. Um, so anyhow, um, but that idea of again and again and again kind of comes mm-hmm. back to what we're talking about is doing our recovery steps today, uh, in the prison, um, one of my inmate facilitators was teaching the lesson on crossroads and talking about the fact that God continues to give us grace again and again and again. And sometimes we're not, he said, you know, that he's not willing to grace people like God graces him Mm -hmm. and give them that as like, they don't deserve it. I'm tired of, I've done too much. 
but he knows that he needs that from God over and over and over. It's so easy for me to want God to do that again. And hey, God, it's me, Paul. I messed up again. What do you say? Can you help me out here? And I get frustrated with people and just think, no, enough. I'm done with it. And, and I don't know what makes me make those decisions because other people have infinite patience for. Yeah. I think too, like, I guess what I was going to say, what was it? I lost it. That's okay. All right. If you get it, just let me know and I'll, I'll stop bumping my gums. Yeah. I hate when that happens. Um, one of the things that, that we deal with in recovery is the idea of, of grace and having grace with people. And one of the things I always try to remind people when new people come into leadership is look, this is what our ministry is. Our ministry is broken people. We seek out the broken and some, I I guess ideally all ministries are open to everybody Mm -hmm. in theory, but in practice, sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it feels like not quite, you know, on par with this ministry or that ministry or what they're looking for, or I'm not quite good enough or polished enough, or maybe I smell a little funky and so I'm going to sit at the back of the church instead of going up front. And our ministry is like, mm-hmm. come in, all you broken people. And, and we have to be the again and again and again and again ministry. If we're not, we're missing the point. We're missing the mark and we're, we're losing the battle without doing that. Yeah. And man, so many things are popping in my brain. Um, I guess like what I was going to say is like, how many ministries do you come in and you're expected to be like, Hey, I believe in God and I'm a Christ believer, but I'm a little messed up in this area. Like nowhere that I've been has you do that. They just expect like, Oh, like, well, I shouldn't say they, I just, I, I feel that sometimes when I go places, it's kind of like you're gone from the ministry and it's just like, oh, they're busy with other things, but when I'm gone from Celebrate Recovery, people think like, oh, I hope, you know, she's still working her steps and they'll even check up on on me like even on Wednesday someone from Celebrate Recovery was like hey just checking up on you like I don't I don't see that in other ministries yeah and it's I think because well what do you attribute that to do you attribute I think vulnerability though like I feel like in any ministry you could be vulnerable it's just the fact that we pretty much don't have much secrets especially when you do open share and working through and then when you're in your step studies is that vulnerability yeah and the 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 idea of the forever family i think you know is is prevalent and that's the way i felt when i joined silver i was like oh i found my people i found my tribe Mm -hmm. this is where i belong and for me, it's that idea of having accountability partners. Yeah. It is, as we record this, it's Saturday. 
and I took Bev to the airport on Wednesday, so Thursday, Friday, it's the third day, yet I've had three different people check in on me. How are you doing? I know that Bev's gone, just checking mm -hmm. to see how you're doing, and that's the beauty of the ministry to me, and that's the beauty of recovery, is it's okay to be broken. Mm -hmm. And it's probably a topic for another show, but that idea of when did it become okay for me to be broken and for a person coming in, you know, cause you can see it with some people though, just like, you know, the reserved. And I remember mm -hmm. Bev saying that there was a lady that came one time for like eight weeks. That's two months. They, they were consistent in coming, but they didn't share an open share. Mm -hmm. And then they finally did. And it was like, here we go. Yeah. But they were, you know, just testing the water, seeing if it's okay, walking out of the ice, seeing if there's any cracks, if they're really, yeah. you know, do you really mean this is anonymous? Yeah. And then you get the other half that just, it's like they were waiting to spill their guts to someone. And that shocks me because I'm like, I've never had that kind of, I never, I like, I'm not the type of person that shows up somewhere and trust people that fast. And so when mm -hmm. I see that, I'm like, wow, like that's definitely not their character defect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, and that, that, that ability to be vulnerable, I think, you know, sometimes you can sense it in, in a group and it's different for all people because mm -hmm. you might have other people walk and say, wow, the silver recovery, these guys are really snobby and I don't, you know, like that. It, it's just, uh, there's a lot of personal, uh, perceptions that go on with that, but to be able to share, that's what I love so much about the open share groups and the step studies is those, those guidelines that I know I can walk into a room, I can sit down and I can walk into any celebrate recovery anywhere. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be following those guidelines. And that when I start talking, someone's not going to cut me off. Someone's not going to shut me up. Someone's not going to tell me, you know, you can't say that. It's yeah. just, this is my time. So I can just say it and I'm not going to get gasps or retaliation or disagreement. It's yeah. just going to be listening. Yeah. And also to add to that, it's like after you do share something that you're struggling with, it's like you almost have this camaraderie. Camaraderie. Yes. And I don't know, it's just like, you know people, I don't know, it's just, I guess, camaraderie, camaraderie, <laughs> say the word? Camaraderie. Yes, camaraderie, and it just solidifies that family. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's people helping you with that burden. Mm -hmm. and, and, oh, yeah. and there's so much power in saying it. Mm -hmm. in, and that's the beauty of the fifth step is, is that sharing with somebody because there's a release. It mm -hmm. just, I'm not carrying this anymore. And, and one of the benefits in my situation was my legal case was printed in the paper. So I didn't have as much of an option to keep things quiet because I knew when I walked in, everybody knew what was up because I was that guy who just got out of jail and, you know, we read about him in the paper and I was big news in our little town. So pretty much my secret was out there. Yeah. So I didn't have, I didn't have the option of keeping it a secret. So I was able to just come in and I was that guy just 
ta-da, here it is, you know, Captain Overshare. Yeah. And, but the release in that and the, the, the lack of weight that I felt after yeah. that and, and realizing, oh, I'm still alive. Yeah. I never realized you, like, I never thought of it that you never had the option to tell your story. It was like your story was already told. And I guess for a question for you was, I mean, did you feel, um, kind of like power over it the last or a couple weeks ago on Sunday when you went in front of the congregation and was like, Hey, I'm here celebrating this and, but I'm doing recovery for that. Yeah. Uh, I did. It, 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 I felt victory and, um, I think it's interesting how quickly my co-host has become the host. <laughs> um, I'm still at all that you like, I was like, yeah, I, I, I think that it, it I always relate it to people and say that this information, my past, my story is a weapon sitting on the table and I'm sitting across from the enemy. And one of us is going to get that gun and shoot mm -hmm. the other one. And by golly, it's going to be me shooting him. I'm mm -hmm. not going to allow that pain to hurt me anymore. Mm -hmm. That pain has hurt me enough. I'm done with that. No more power to that pain against me, but I will use that to hurt the enemy as many times as I can. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it feels, it feels good and, and victorious and, uh, you know, like my shoulders lift and breathe a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and, and the sun shines a little bit brighter and, um, listen, none of us slid off a, a rainbow into where we are in recovery. You know, we mm -hmm. are where we are because of uh, a series of mistakes. Some of us have made much worse mistakes than others. Um, and certainly that's true. When I do see our inside, I know that, you know, I can really say, look, you guys have made some bad mistakes in your life. You don't, don't try to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, there's a victory in it and there's a victory in continuing to do that mm -hmm. because if I would have quit at year one, it would be 2004. I would still be doing construction. I would not have gone through some of the greatest growth periods of my life and I wouldn't have that opportunity to do prison ministry. But I continued in 2004. Then I continued in 2005 and six and seven. And now here we are 2020 and I'm still doing it. And all of the lessons that I've learned are now compounded mm -hmm. and made stronger because I've been flexing that recovery muscle. Yeah. And, um, and so I get a lot of comments about stuff that I do. I've gotten more comments about me admitting to a pornography addiction in church than so many other things that I've said. And to me, it was just like, okay, this is it. But that's because I've had, I have the courage of the years. I think what surprised me was that you've never even said it on a Friday night, which I feel like most of us are most vulnerable. vulnerable yeah. So when you got up on a Sunday, that wasn't even like, well, it was the recovery series, but it was like most of those people are 
or I shouldn't say most of the people. I feel where you'd get the church people that turn their nose up in the air right. would be. Yeah. So I think that took even more courage than admitting it on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so. it didn't really occur to me. And, but that's, like I say, that's just the power of the years, uh, behind me and doing it. And just knowing that God has me where he wants me. And, um, like I said, that, that, that weapon's sitting there, who's going to use it? Yeah. Me or them. And, um, in so far as I can have anything to say over it, I want it to be in my little hand. So, yeah. Wow. And now here we are past the 30 minute mark and, <laughs> and so much for my aspirations of a short show. We are, you know, a little shorter than last week, so that's good. But what I am going to do is kind of put a, a bow on it here and just remind some people about some of the things that, um, I'd like them to know. First of all, um, the show happens, and this sounds a little bit PBS, but the show happens because of people like you listening to the show. And it really is the power of the listener that makes the show work. Telling people about it on Facebook and uh, Twitter, or just telling a person, hey, check this out, sending them a link to the show really helps a lot. But in order to find new listeners and make the show have a greater reach and impact more people, what I could really use is people to write a review and give a rating on iTunes and uh, wherever you're listening to this, just just find the place to give it the review and, and, and give it the rating and, and let people know because what the computers do then is when people search for the keywords that we use, it bumps us up higher and, and we get higher to the top of the list of podcasts so people will find us and that'll help. Another way you can really help out is by becoming what we call a patron of the show and that's done through Patreon. And that is a financial uh, gift that you give us on a monthly basis. As little as a dollar a month really helps the show do wonderful things. And um, I would love to have you do that. You can go to messituppodcast.com, click on the button that says become a patron, and you can become a patron of the show as well. we got some cool gifts for you depending on what level you decide to give at. But when you click on that, it'll give you all the information. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We have a Reddit account. Uh, please go and, and make comments on the Reddit uh, account. Uh, it makes me uh, feel good. It gives me um, uh, friends for my soul when I see people uh, do those things on uh, the, uh, the Reddit account. So check those things out if you would be so kind. If you want to get a hold of the show and give us some show ideas or song ideas, you can send intern Dave an email at info at messituppodcast.com. And of course, you can always reach me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And uh, we super duper appreciate all that you do for being here. Giselle, thanks for, uh, for helping me and guest hosting. I appreciate it. And uh, this was a lot of fun. We'll do it again. And uh, we will see you next time we mess it up. High five. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Yeah.